You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. If one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, you are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of App and Diner. We're giving you an extra special episode this week where we're just doing one topic because it's so exciting to talk about this thing, and that's WandaVision. I am your host, Mike Lunsford. You know me. You love me. Well, if you don't love me, at least like you abide me. I can deal with abide. That's that's good enough. That'll work for now. I am the editor-in-chief of The Great Geek Refuge. Check out our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Lots of great podcasts, lots of great articles for you to read to talk of this wonderful show that we all enjoyed so very much, I have, I would say, our expert, uh, and he just got promoted, too, um, when it comes to comic books. Uh, that would be Professor James Rambo. Greetings and salutations. We also have, and, I, and I, I haven't done this in a while, so I need to make sure that I point this out. This motherfucker is such a talented musician. It still blows my mind that he, like there hasn't been like some record exec with like a big cigar in his mouth. This is just what I picture, like some bald guy with like a cigar in his mouth being like, MC Brooks, I'm going to make you a star, see? Like he's that good. Like how it hasn't happened yet, it blows my mind. I mean, I'm sure it's because of COVID. We're going to blame it on COVID. But his name is MC Brooks. He's talented as fuck. Give him your love. Listen to his music. Go to Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Uh, just search MC Brooks. He's right there. And then he can get a little bit of money uh, for you to listen to his music. Hooray, MC Brooks. Yeah. You blame them. I'm going to blame Mephisto. Again, let's fucking blame Mephisto. Guys, what the fuck did we just watch? Like, that was that was the most action-packed season finale, series finale, of any show that I've seen in a really, really long time. And, like, I was I was very satisfied with what they did. Oh, why am I doing this? I forgot the other person that's joining us because we have a very, very special guest. We'll just pretend like she just walked into the uh, diner. Like she was like, oh, hey, I left I left something hey! out in my car. I got to go get it. Hey, Mariah's here. Yeah, Mariah Beachboard. Yeah, she's here to talk vision and WandaVision and all that stuff. Yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hello. Hi, I'm Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I want to go kind of round table here. Give me give me your takeaways on this. And since I almost forgot to introduce you, Mariah, I'll let you go first. Give me your takeaway on WandaVision. What did you think? So I came into this not knowing any backstory whatsoever. So I'm really in the dark about all of the assumptions that we're supposed to have about these characters. But I found it totally fascinating because all of the stakes and everything, like I could relate to that. And um, I think the actors did an enormously wonderful job. Um, so I loved it. I want to I want to comment on this for just a second, OK, because you are proving a massive point to me before this, bef before watching WandaVision, what MCU movies had you seen? <laughs> so what is MCU? <laughs> there, there. That's exactly. So, so that's, that's any perfect. of the that's yeah, that's that's all of the stuff that's been coming out since Iron Man. So Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, all the Avengers stuff. Have you seen any of them? I've seen, I think I've seen a Captain America. And where does Guardians of the Galaxy fit into all of this? That, that does fit into the MCU. Yes. Okay. So I've Marvel seen, Cinematic Universe. I've seen some of one that my father made me sit down and watch, which I enjoyed, Dad, if you're listening. <laughs> I, I had a great time. It was fun. Um, but yeah, no, that's about it. I'm, I'm using this as an example because okay. we often hear from folks that it is daunting to get into any Marvel property, to watch any of the Marvel shows, any of the Marvel movies, because, oh, well, I'm gonna have to go back and watch like, you know, 15 years worth of movies, and I'm gonna have to do this, and I'm gonna have to do that, and I'm not gonna understand what's going on, and I have to read the comic books. You, you didn't, and you were able to watch this freestanding and enjoy it, and, and just appreciate it for what, for the story it was, and it didn't require you to do any homework, did it? No, I mean, I know that there's stuff that I don't know, but I was able to enjoy the cleverness of the storytelling. It was it was a wicked show. Yeah. And that's that's ultimately like that's the, that was the best part about this is, in my opinion, just on its own, even if you hadn't watched all the other stuff, like if you watch the other stuff, it just gives you a little extra appreciation for all of it. Um, kind of like the conversation we were just having about movies where I was saying, Hey, Tombstone's a great flick. It's a wonderful movie. And like, Oh, by the way, did you know that Kurt Russell essentially like ghost directed this thing and had like some other chump up there who was getting a paycheck for it? Oh, you didn't know that again. You didn't need to know that to know that Tombstone is a good movie. Same thing with the, with WandaVision and like you, you basically you're proving a point and I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Mariah. You're welcome. Um, I'm here for you. <laughs> what did you like? As somebody who was kind of new to this, like, what did you give me kind of your take on this? Like, it, it doesn't sound like there were really any gaps in, in the story. Like, you really understood what was going on. Was there anything that you didn't get about it? Well, I think the fact that they started with such a bizarre concept and we were all in the dark about what the hell they were doing. I think it helped me because I, I kind of figured out that fourth wall thing I get because I've used that before in my own storytelling so yeah I, I just it was it was just so cool and as they um slowly reveal the cracks in her world they do it in such a way that I can follow along and they write the character's relationship so well that and and it's performed so well so I know exactly how people are related to each other um it was just clever. Yeah, that 
Agreed. MC, give me weigh in on this, man, because as our resident deep diver on all things Reddit and Twitter and the dark parts of the Internet that we're talking about this series, <laughs> uh, the whole the whole run of it. Like, were you satisfied with this? Because I know we talked about it a little bit this morning as far as like the fan theories and things like that. What was your overall yeah. takeaway from this? I mean, I, I loved it. I, I thought this series was was brilliant from from beginning to to the end and and as as much as i very much enjoy theorizing about what what this could mean and who could show up and is there someone else behind the scenes and all this and that like i i never let that get so big that i, I that i wasn't able to appreciate what they did reveal what they did show us what they did obviously hint at and perhaps what they may have set up for the future perhaps in um, one of the series we're getting later this year, or even uh, one of the movies that we're, we're getting uh, in the next year or so. Um, but I, I, I loved it. Um, I was pretty, I, I will say like, uh, and I don't say this to be insulting, but I, I kind of consider Scarlet Witch and Vision the kind of B-list, B-list Avengers. Like I, I watched them and I enjoyed them um, in the in the previous films. But they were never like I, I was never going into a movie specifically looking to see, OK, like I, I hope you get some good stuff with these two characters. It's like, oh, they're cool. They're there. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, I really hadn't really cared all that much since I would say like Civil um, Age of Ultron, Civil War and uh, even Infinity War, actually, um, because of, uh, you know, Vision, Vision's death there. Um, but but this series kind of made them a-list characters and really piqued my interest in learning more about them not only within the uh the mcu but in terms of uh, their comic backstory and kind of reading reading some of their stories and seeing uh some some runs that particularly inspired wandavision because from my understanding uh they pulled from a number of different uh stories in order to do this, and I know Rambo will be able to to speak specifically to a couple of the <laughs> ones that they that they pulled from for for Wandavision. But I think ultimately, I mean, th this was a very ambitious uh, thing that they attempted to do because it didn't. It, like if you were to tell someone what this was without watching it, they would say that you're crazy. Like whatever this is is not going to work. Whoever you cast probably doesn't have the range to pull off all of those eras of television that you that you're trying to do. And yet, they did. And they, and they did it extremely well, and uh, I, I I legitimately don't have any any complaints with uh, with Wandavision. I, I really enjoyed it. Professor, what say you? <laughs> uh, I I can think of two things. Um, I wish that I mean we're 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 clearly doing spoilers, right? Oh yes. So yeah, let yeah, me go ahead and give you this. <laughs> let me go ahead and give you this right up front, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't listen to this if you are trying to not be spoiled. If you haven't watched it yet, um, normally we'll curse at you and things like that. But we're going to be nice and kind because that's what we should do. You know, we should try to be nice and kind to each other, uh, unless you're a dick first. So um, <laughs> if, if you're trying not to have this spoiled, then uh, yeah, just please don't listen because we're going to spoil the shit out of this in five, four, three, two, Rambo. Uh. Yeah, like I, I wish that Wanda's costume had brighter colors, um, and I wish that we had gotten a little more of a cameo in one of the post-credit scene. That's it. Those are my problems. Those are my my big issues with this one, this first TV series by Marvel proper, um, 
yes, technically, Agents of Shield. What about Netflix shows? Netflix shows are not necessarily canon, so fuck off. Um, but okay, I guess I'll be specific. The first Disney Plus of the uh, series uh, that is a direct MCU um, story uh, or tie-in. Um, it's incredibly well executed. Uh, it is really funny and creepy and weird. And if you told me a decade ago that there would be a TV show wherein Agatha Harkness played a major role and it would be an international success, I would have laughed in your face and called the fucking loony bin because <laughs> no, no one cares. No one cares about Franklin Richards' babysitter and and Wanda Maximoff's magic teacher. That's not a thing anybody's going to give a shit about. And yet here we stand in, in, in the future seeing this wonderful thing and uh yeah it's it's absolutely wonderful um if both paul bettany and uh, uh elizabeth olsen aren't up for emmys because of this fucking show then people are not paying attention um yeah i mean like mc talked about you know the, the ability to play characters um not just play the same characters but play the same characters throughout multiple eras of television um, and, and like, have it be self-aware as well. Like Agatha has a line about Wanda's accent coming and going, um, <laughs> which is like a meta nod to the fact that sometimes Lizzie Olsen, like, doesn't quite put it on as strong. <laughs> um, but like in the show itself, it, it, you know, gets turned on and off. Um, yeah, it's really smart. Uh, it is really fucking ballsy like the 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 chances taken in this show are huge in terms of storytelling because it's so strange and so weird and such a novel approach um and yeah just really thoroughly impressed um i i haven't really done um uh, appointment television in the same way uh, uh, that I've done with this in a long time. The Mandalorian was a close second. Um, but before that, it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, yeah, just super impressed across the board. I wanted to point something out that I that um, nobody's mentioned. Because I, I actually asked the question myself. I was like, what's up with her accent, dude? Cause like she has the accent in age of Ultron. She has the accent in civil war. And then all of a sudden it just disappears. Um, there was a so, deleted, there was a deleted scene. Um, apparently, uh, uh, Black, Black Widow. Widow. Thank you. God, I blanked on that. Natasha <laughs> was teaching her how to be a quote unquote, a spy basically how to blend in and was teaching yeah. her how to get rid of her accent. That's fantastic. Yeah. Isn't it? Like and it, and it's such an easy piece of dialogue that just explains that. And like another thing that they were saying too is the reason why it come, goes in and goes out is because when she's basically like dropping character, and she's yeah. like being real. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There was so much precision in the making Ooh. of this show, not just from like the actors knowing when they're on character, off character and sincere to their actual character, but also in the camera shots 
for us to see those changes. And mm-hmm. and at the very beginning when they're doing those sitcoms, I mean, comedy is super hard. And they and them when they're portraying that precise comedic acting of that age and also with those wide eyes showing the confusion because it's not real. I mean, that is that is precise as hell. And I think that's why I stayed with it, even though I didn't always know what the hell was going on. And then when they get into um, like Harkness, you know, torturing her and all that, even in their sincere roles, they're so good. I was mm-hmm. captivated by I don't know her name, but the the actress playing Harkness, she's just oh, so Catherine Hahn. She's, she's so exquisite yeah. with her entire body and her facial features. Like mm-hmm. the one problem I had, and that's because I'm not used to the MCU, as you say, is um, the colored, wispy representations of magic. Ah. And I had this sacrilegious. Uh, thought about it like it was like one of those glow sticks and it broke open and it was drifting around (laughs) or a lightsaber per se so that was my one issue with it but i knew that was because i was not uh versed in that universe Um, Um, and and i'm used to (laughs) i'm used to direct precise lasers uh between star trek and and star wars but other than that i mean it was amazing and all of those blips in the surroundings i mean those that takes time and effort and direction and there was so much of that and it impressed the hell out of me yeah i overall i loved this show because i love trippy shit i love when they go outside the realm of standard linear storytelling where it's like here's this thing here's this problem and then we got to solve it like there was there was a lot of outside stuff going on and it's done something as rambo was pointing out too like the appointment television that hasn't been happening lately and and in fact it actually caused a lot of fervor there were a lot of people who were really pissed off because they wanted to binge this show they wanted to watch it all in one sitting and then be done with it I actually think that that is bad for television. I think it's bad yeah. for television. I think it's bad for any media because what ends up happening, and we've talked about it a lot on GGR before, but like it's one, you don't retain eight straight hours of media just blown into your brain. You're not, it's just not gonna happen because you have Truth. to absorb everything that's going on. But also too, you're missing a huge part of this. When you're binge watching something, it's a very solo act for the most part. For the most part, it's just you, you're watching it by yourself and that's it. There's no discussion going on. There's no back and forth. There's no like extrapolation of like, oh, hey, did you notice this thing? Oh no, shit, I didn't notice that. That's what's happening with The Mandalorian. That's what's happening with WandaVision. People are actually talking again. And they're talking about things like we used to. And I'm not trying to get nostalgic about it. Like, oh, I miss the old days. I mean, I do. But also, like, we're supposed to – human beings are social animals. We're meant to be interacting with each other. And that's what this is causing. Now, granted, we're doing it in a socially distanced fashion because that's the smart, safe thing to do. But, like, still, Rambo and I – and MC are having long discussions about this shit, sharing our theories and stuff like that. And then like 
like children, like seven or eight year old children. We have our theories and then we go and we sit in front of the TV and we watch the next episode and then we come back and we talk about it. Oh, hey, did you see this thing? Oh my God, this was so cool. Didn't you like this? Like it makes me feel like a kid again and it makes me enjoy television instead of what happens so often and that's hate watching. People will watch stuff just to be angry, looking for flaws and like I, I felt joyous watching television again and like – I know Disney has its flaws, and I'm sure that there are people out there with their arms crossed right now being like, fuck Disney. That's cool. Great. Good for you. I'm enjoying this. You know, like so much so that like my wife was asking me questions about it. Like, and she's not really into the Marvel stuff. Same thing with my son. My son's like, did you watch WandaVision? I'm like, yeah. Was it a good episode, Dad? Yeah. Do you want to watch it? No, I'm good. But like, you liked it, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, good. Like, he like checks in on this. That's how big this is. (laughs) And like... That's what I enjoyed about this. Like there was, there were little things for all you, all of us comic book nerds. Like little things that you could really appreciate. But just overall, this was a good goddamn story, and it talked about things that I think all of us have dealt with: the sadness and isolation of grief and not knowing what to do with it. And yeah. then Wanda being massively powerful, and like somebody pointed something out that, um, oh well, Wanda is actually the villain in this story. Um, I think that that's a little hyperbolic. However, there's a grain of truth to that, too. Yeah. Because look at those townspeople and what they were saying to her at the end of the episode. They were saying, oh, yeah. like, the 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 shared nightmare. Is that what they were saying? Like, when we, we, yeah, when we sleep, we have your nightmares. Yeah. That was some and, deep shit, dude. And you know what? I didn't care about them. <laughs> do you do you right have top- here with a fuck them kids <laughs> <laughs> i like i i saw that but i didn't and maybe it's be, maybe that's the one flaw of the show is i didn't get to love the townspeople her victims and so i didn't actually care and i never saw her as the villain, I saw her as the victim of all those weird dudes outside of the perimeter. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't, I'm not saying that like, oh, it's a secret. She's actually the villain. No, I'm just saying like, there's a certain like, it wasn't clear cut. She's no white knight in this. Like, she True. had her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, but yeah, I, I would also say too, like, even even I agree, there's a degree a degree of truth to it. Some of the people who are saying that are not saying that because they're genuine in saying that they they have something against the show or against uh, Scarlet Witch in general, and so they're they're saying that to be edgy because that's a common thing. It's a common theme I'm seeing among not even just WandaVision, but just other shows that people are watching too by saying, oh, well, you know, this person is actually the villain. In fact, I can tie this in with something we spoke about recently. This is something that people commonly say about Batman, that Batman is the actual villain in Gotham because he's a billionaire and hoarding wealth. And all of these villains would not be doing the things they're doing if he were not doing what he was doing and so on and so forth. And it's just like a thing that people are saying because they know that, um, it's going to get a reaction out of people. I, you know, I, I, I definitely don't disagree with that. What MC saying, but I do think that she is more villainous than y'all might be giving her credit for. Um, there was a, there was a, um, a situation that Vince Gilligan kept running into when he was doing breaking bad. And there's like multiple interviews where he's like, well, 
well, Walt's going to do something, and then, you know, there's no forgiving him for this. And then the thing would happen, and people would go, yeah, whatever. Uh, Walt's the good guy. Fuck Skylar. <laughs> um, and it kept happening to the point where, like, Gilliam was, like, really worried. <laughs> he was really concerned with the audience. Like, you know he's doing terrible things. <laughs> and it's it's the, the, the problem of when your protagonist... Um, particularly when your protagonist is very sympathetic, um, it is much easier to excuse and forgive whatever they do. Um, And on the surface, like, you know, Wanda's going through some awful, horrible shit. Like, her grief is very real, Um, which, like, that's a whole other topic of conversation is the way the show handles grief and pain and love and loss. Um, But she ends up taking her pain out and forcing it on other people. Um, and that is a terrible thing to do. Um, I, I, I see a, a parallel in, um, you know, there, there have been a couple memes going around recently. Um, uh, uh, tweets talking about like, you know, you know, if you're, if you're someone with a mental illness and you're in a depressive episode and you do something bad, you're still responsible for that. And I think that's a big part of it. And I think, honestly, this is part of the storytelling overall is Wanda doesn't really answer for the thing she's done by the end of the show. She, you know, she enslaves an entire town full of people, um, all of whom are conscious at the time. Every one of them is aware of what's happening and is in physical pain. Um but there's nothing they can do to stop her. And then by the end of the show, she has her loss. She has kind of, you know, made peace with that. And she just leaves. And I think that might be uh, a setup for her character going forward is when you're that powerful, who are you beholden to? Who are you responsible to? Um, You know, because like, was was the FBI gonna arrest her? <laughs> like, what was gonna happen? Um, I, I've uh, 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 my buddy Tom has made comment of the fact that he hates the visual of Superman wearing handcuffs because he feels like it's it's um, it's just you know Superman being like, okay, sure thing, I'll go along with what you say. <laughs> For me, that is a really powerful image because that is yes, I. I you can't actually stop me, but I am abiding by the rules. The rules yeah. say if you do certain things, you are punished in this way, and I'm going along with that. Um, but the no ideals was... that I stand by of truth, justice, and the American way are even applied to me. 100. Like, yeah. percent I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an exception. Yeah. I am not above the law. Um, and with Wanda, by the end of the show, there is an empowerment, but there's also kind of a turn of like. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, what are you going to do to stop me? And I, I was thinking about this at the end of it, um, particularly like with what we got in that, in that last post credit scene, what if she's the villain in the next Doctor Strange movie? Yeah. Cause that would make a lot of sense. Like particularly like, you know, one, she's already taken the, the villainous term when she was introduced, but two, like the Scarlet Witch for a while was not a hero. Particularly not in the comics. 
Um, like her and Pietro were part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's, there's, it's funny. Agatha is very much set up as the villain, and she does some awful shit. There's no getting around that. Um, she and is she's a bad got the guy. Best fucking theme song ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. It was Agatha all mm-hmm. along. So fucking good. You know, um, maybe I'm a sucker for anti-heroes. Hey, I hear you. I, 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 I am too. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not chastising anybody here. Um, I just, I, I really appreciated how layered they were with their portrayals of things. Uh, but, but real quick about Agatha, um, to to a large degree, uh, you know what she starts off doing is she's like, "There's somebody here really super powerful. I'm gonna go get some, go, you know, get, go get some of that." But by you know the end of the eighth episode, she's like. Oh no! You're like the biblical apocalypse. I have to kill you. You're really bad and dangerous. To hear her say it, like Agatha's, it, it goes beyond like I want some of what you've got and becomes, I like, I have a moral obligation to stop you, or else you're going to destroy the world. <laughs> there are prophecies about you in a book written by an elder god, <laughs> like. This is really bad. So, the and, and like and like Agatha says, Agatha says, you know, you don't know what you've unleashed. That's really cool, but it's also fucking scary, and that's awesome. I'm 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 really excited to see what they do with that character. I am I am too. Yeah, like it's, yeah, yeah. It, this opens the door for so yeah. much stuff. Yeah, MC, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say I I, I one of my guesses for. So, like one one of my guesses for what's gonna what's gonna happen going forward, especially in Doctor Strange two, is I I do think if Wanda is not straight up the villain, I think she's gonna at least be an antagonist uh, through through part or most of Doctor Strange two because I kind of feel like what they're what they're setting up is her going through that book of magic that you know she's she's uh, you know reading through and trying to understand for the first time and it's going to lead to her doing a lot of stuff that's going to cause blips on Dr. Strange's uh, radar, which is how Mm -hmm. he's going to come in. And she's going to basically just mess with a bunch of magic that she doesn't fully comprehend because uh, one of the things they, they, they set up in these last couple episodes is that, you know, her magic is innate. She doesn't necessarily need to learn spells in order to do things. She just, she just does them. So the the fact that she's uh, reading up and, and learning all of these things from the from the dark hold, I think that it's going to lead to her kind of uh, kind of getting involved in some stuff that's kind of even above her head, even for her being the most powerful. But she's yeah. in ex- and that's what's going to lead to one of potentially many villains, be it Mephisto, be it be it Nightmare, be it Shatan, be it. Uh, someone else be it whomever it's, it's going to lead to something uh something with one with uh with one of these uh uh bigger villains it's like elder god things yeah yeah and, and like personally i've been i've been on the chaton train since like episode five so <laughs> uh, you know i'm going to talk my shit right here because i feel validated <laughs> felt validated that i didn't have these wild ass theories about the Fox X-Men becoming canon to the MCU. <laughs> like, y'all spent a decade trashing these movies, and you want them to become canon. Talk nothing okay. shit. 
And now you're like, what the fuck? Why didn't you include it? Right. <laughs> this movie's like, garbage. Do you guys remember, like, do you all not remember how badly, like, Dark Phoenix was trending for, like, four days on Twitter because of people trashing it? Like, that's how bad that movie, that movie was. And you want the characters from that to become canon. Like, all right. Yeah, but not, <laughs> you think, not just the characters, but specifically the actors portraying those characters. Yeah. Yep. You want that shit included. Fuck you. Like, I think the I think the best part about it though was that like they brought Quicksilver in. So Mariah, just so you know, the guy who played her brother, um, the reason why that was such a big deal was that was the guy who played a version of her brother in the X Men movies that Fox owned. It's a it's the complicated mess, but basically there were, there were two different versions of this character called Quicksilver, and the guy that we saw in the series. Um, was from the Fox movies. So that's why that's yeah. a big deal. That makes um, more sense now. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. They <laughs> couldn't, they couldn't use the title until they bought, until Marvel bought Fox a couple year a couple years ago. So like, even though we knew he was quick, the that there was a character who clearly was Quicksilver in the MCU, they couldn't call him that. And he, uh, he died in same movie he was introduced in, in, in age of Age Ultron. of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the origins of like the, this uh, this like constant trauma that Wanda was experiencing because it was the stuff from when she was young with her parents, and then uh, Age of Ultron, and then Vision, and just this constant stuff. And so like that, that's why I, 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 one thing I, I really appreciated the show was the fact that they were breaking the fourth wall because they were very clearly fucking with us as the audience because we could look at that and we were freaking out about. Evan Peters showing up. That's that was my the point son I was, was trying... very concerned about it, and he was like, well, "What did you think?" I'm like, "Yeah, it was pretty good." He's like, "What do you mean it was pretty? <laughs> did, don't was you know?" <laughs> yeah, my poor son. That's, out, that's outstanding though, because like the best thing about it though is like for all the nerds that were like, "Oh, this is this means that the X Men are in canon. It means that Wanda can can breach time and space and multiverses, and she can just bring in whoever she wants." And then in the end, they were like, "Nope, it's just some dude named Ralph." Ah, they just kind of like it's, laughed at you. It's a joke. <laughs> Ralph Boner. He was like, hey, "Boner." And he just <laughs> I just like that because you know because you know the other thought I had I was like I don't know what you got I did I really didn't know what people were expecting like this 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 uh this show is only going to be nine episodes uh there's only but so much they were going to reveal like if you were expecting them to reveal Reed Richards and and Professor X and Magneto and all of these things like Y'all need to remember, like this, this, this is not made by DC. They are not trying to fast track their entire universe through a movie or a, a TV show. In this case, like th this is not Zack Snyder, you know, trying to pull everything together in like two weeks to 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 make this thing happen. Like they're gonna, they have a plan for this stuff, and it's like just trust that Marvel knows what they're doing. Like we're we're, we're going to get these characters. They very clearly have stated that they want to do stuff we already have the fantastic four movie announcement they haven't even cast for it yet but we already know we have a we know it's coming in two years and we have a director attached like we know it's coming like give them time i you know i would say to that though we <laughs> knowing marvel they haven't announced casting yet true 
There, <laughs> like, so, I would not be surprised at all if the entirety of that cast was already laid out. And, and I think we'll all agree with this, too, that there is a very clear missed opportunity to have John Krasinski, if he were, if he is Reed Richards, <laughs> cameo in the, uh, in the Modern Family, The Office episode. Like, very clearly missed opportunity, especially because Asian Jim is already there. Did you, was it, MC, was it you that shared the article that was the interview with, uh, with Randall Park talking about that? Did I? I don't remember. I, I know what you're talking about, but I, I don't remember if I shared that, if I shared that or not. So Randall Park, when he filmed that bit for The Office, apparently he was like, it, yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I was in and out in, in a half hour. It was fun. That was that. And then he completely forgot he was on the show. No shit. And so for years later, he like people would be coming up to him and be like, Asian Jim. And he's like, fucking racist bullshit. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> he would get so irritated and so upset. Because he didn't know that they were referencing his own performance on a show. It's fucking Asian Jim. Hey, fuck you, buddy. It's got a slur I don't even understand. What? <laughs> Asian Jim, fuck you. <laughs> Man, Randall Park's a dick. <laughs> oh my god, that's that was that great. Is, I didn't know that. That's fucking fantastic. I just read about it. Yeah, like I, I yeah. think I sh- I think I shared it. Now that I think about it, I think oh. I shared that earlier. Oh, that is outstanding. That is I have out a question for y'all. Yeah. Yes. Shoot. So the the whole credits thing, like, I felt a little irritated because I know I missed stuff and had to go back because sometimes they had stuff after the first round of credits, the fancy credits. And then at the end of, if you haven't seen the last episode, well, you wouldn't be listening this far anyway. But if you have seen it and you haven't watched after the last credits, there's a scene there and like... Right before we started recording, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't watch that part. And so I had to go. Is that a normal thing? Yes. 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 100%. For, for, yeah, for like gener- generally, uh, I think since since phase one, if I remember correctly, they've oh, been the, the very first Iron Man movie. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I thought, yeah. So ever since then, the, like the, the post credit scene has been like a, a staple. And the, the funny thing okay. with WandaVision is they didn't do it for the first six episodes. So yeah. like a lot of us watch through the credits, you know, like waiting for like the thing to happen. And then it did. Right. It wasn't just you, Mariah. Like, yeah, I, I might have even scoffed and made fun of MC or Rambo. I can't remember who it was that missed it <laughs> because they were like, there was a post credit scene. And I was like, well, it wasn't me. It. It, I watched it. Okay. No, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it wasn't either of us. Who, um, who was it then that somebody was just like, oh, there was a post credit scene? OK, uh, I am. Let me apologize profusely um, that I would. Damn, don't put that on us. Yeah, like, I, I am. It was me, right? I'm a professional. Gentlemen, I am sorry because neither of you would ever do something so plebeian. But Mariah, like, Mariah, how dare you to, 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 one, to allay any concerns about, like, you know, you missing out on stuff. Um, they, like, it's like, like MC said, they've been doing this since the first movie for over a decade. This has been consistent. And you're a really good excuse for not knowing. So well, yeah. absolutely, there, there's one movie where it didn't happen. Well, maybe, maybe two. It might have, it might happen on Endgame as well. Um, but on Infinity War, there's no end credit scene, and everybody was like, "Fuck," because <laughs> so much weight then, um, because Infinity War ends arguably on an up note 
for the villain, but on a down note for everybody else. Um, wow. But uh, but even but I, I say that to say, even still, even still, watching these movies for oh. ten years, people would just get up and start walking out, and half the half the the, the crowd is like, "Where are you going? Are you new?" <laughs> <laughs> like, did, you, did you just start at this school? What the fuck is happening? Are you <laughs> like, daft man? You oh my gosh. Rambo. Oh, by the way, it was it's end Endgame is the only one that didn't have one. The Infinity War post credit was uh, the Nick Fury scene where he uses the pager. The pager. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. That's what it is. That's what it is. The uh, um. Yeah, Endgame doesn't have one. No, what 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 fucking blew my mind is there's no music over the Infinity War credits. <laughs> it's just there. Like, yep, just, that happened. The end. For some for some con <laughs> for some context, Mariah, and hopefully you'll go back and watch these because you'll be captivated by this little tease we're about to give you. Basically, the big bad of the entire Marvel line of movies up to this point wins. The bad guy wins and kills half of the universe, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah. Well like, then. And, and we and we have to, and we have to watch and we have to watch many of the many of our heroes die right in front of their team in front of their uh, the people they're with. Oh yeah, gut wrenching. It's dust in Iron yeah. Man. Well, now I don't want to see it. Like, what it kind is, of teaser is that? Brutal. Well, lucky for you though, you'll be able to go right into Endgame <laughs> after. Like, you don't you don't have to the year long wait. <laughs> That the, rest, that the rest of us had like, <laughs> like a bunch of assholes. Super dramatic. <laughs> I I watched that for the first time at a staff screening, and it was it started off it was like me and like six other people, but by the end it was me, this guy Mitch, and this guy Joey, and it was just the three of us. And when that happened and the credits rolled, we were just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> wow. Yeah. I have a really good story about this that I don't think I've ever told you guys. Ooh. I went and saw this um, on a whim because I didn't have tickets to it. I was like, oh, I'll get to see it eventually. And a buddy of mine was like, hey, I got an extra ticket. You want to go? And I was like, hell yeah, I'm dropping everything. Let's do this. And we went and we saw it. And I was around a whole – the theater was packed. I was around a whole bunch of people I didn't know. Movie finishes. I'm watching this, and I'm like, man – dude what the fuck but like i know better because i'm like they'll, they'll be back this like nine or ten year old boy was sitting in front of me and he was distraught he was like like they killed everybody i liked i love black panther they just fucking killed him and just, like he's cursing and i'm like and he's upset and he turns around and he looks at me because i'm like kind of smirking like, but not like making fun of him. I'm just like What's smiling and shaking. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I'm like smiling and shaking my head. And he looks at me, and I swear to God, like, like out of a fucking movie, this kid looks at me and he goes, "Spider Man's gonna be all right, isn't he, Mister?" And I, was like, <laughs> I looked at the kid and I was like, I was like, buddy, this next movie is gonna be amazing. I was like, I don't want to ruin it for you, but you need to watch it because some cool stuff's gonna happen. And he was just like. Okay, I just really like Spider-Man and Black Panther, and and what they did to Vision was, and I wanted to just be like, they bring Vision back, yeah. bro. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, that, I mean, that's another thing we forgot to mention as far as Wanda's trauma: the fact she had to watch, she had to kill Vision herself just for Thanos to reverse time and why and have her watch 
uh, Vision be killed a second time, all within the span of like a couple minutes. Ugh. There That's are awful. two instances in those movies of the person in love with another person trying to murder the other person because they asked them to. It is, but like, yeah. Ugh, fuck. <laughs> like, and, and like, Star Lord tries to do it with Gamora, and uh, uh, Thanos won't let him. And then Wanda has to do it with Vision, and yeah, she, and then and it's for nothing. It's all for naught yeah. because he has because uh, Thanos has the Time Stone, so he just he literally just turns back time, undoes what she just did. Fucking shame, and man. Just turns back time. Still beats him. And it, oh my God. Also, well done. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah. It, oh, holy shit. Yeah, Infinity War was a lot. That was. Yeah, it's, it's a was... traumatic movie. <laughs> so, what we're saying, Mariah, is you should watch this trauma with us. That <laughs> sounds <fun>. splendid. <laughs> Can you, I can just imagine it now, like all of us like watching it on like cast or something like that, and Mariah being like, "Why the fuck did you guys make me watch this? Jesus. What the hell is wrong with you? You, Actually, you sadistic assholes! What it, is it, wrong with you?" It would have been worse if we had literally said nothing and just let her just watch it organically without it, the yeah. warning. Like, yeah, you should watch Infinity War. It's it's a good film. I would have kicked yeah. all y'all's asses. Well, it's funny. Like, it's funny. I have. Uh, What's your address, Lunsford? I'm coming to your house. <laughs> Two friends of mine, um, who I love very dearly, hi Sid, hi Caitlin, um, they are very casual MCU fans. Um, like they've been all about WandaVision, uh, and they've, you know, kind of checked in here and there for a couple of the movies. And they, funny enough, like not dissimilar to, to what Mike was talking about, kind of on a lark, went and saw Infinity War. And oh wait, no, no, wait, did they they might have watched, yeah, I think they watched Endgame um, uh, on a lark, and they just kind of read up on Infinity War before. Like, they hadn't they hadn't seen it, they were like, ah, whatever. Um, and so, when they finally watched Infinity War, they were bored to tears. They didn't give a shit about anything that was happening. Across the board, they did not care. And we had this long conversation about it, because for me, if 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 someone I like and respect has a strong opinion, particularly one that that you know uh, diverges from my own, I want to know about it. I want to talk about it. Let's figure this out. I want to understand your perspective on this. Um, and the conclusion we all came to was, Infinity War is the movie for the hardcore MCU fan. You have watched all these movies. You have been keeping track of like different theories and different story arcs. And now all of that is coming to a head. And so it, it's the narrative payoff. Endgame yeah. is the emotional payoff. Endgame is the greatest hits of the MCU. Um, you know, cause there's a whole time, there's a whole time travel thing of people going back and forth between the movies and stories and stuff. Um, and you know you get the the massive fight that's like the last like thirty minutes of the movie, um, and it's every character from all the movie. Like Howard the Duck is there. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Howard the Duck. <laughs> Howard the Duck is in three MCU movies. He Why? shows up in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. 
He is in the second Guardians movie. He's uh, uh, he's drinking a martini at the bar slash brothel that uh, that um, uh, uh, fuck. What's his name? I, my, I keep wanting to say Lando. It's not Lando. It's Lando. Jesus. Fuck you. <laughs> what's his name? Wait, I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> what are you trying to figure out? Michael Rooker's character. Who? Michael Rooker's character. Star oh, Lord's not dead. Uh, Yondu. Yondu. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> same number of letters, same two syllables. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Howard the Duck is drinking a martini at the at the brothel, um, flirting with uh, a robot prostitute. And at the end of Endgame, when a giant portal opens up and everybody from the fucking MCU walks out to help Captain America fight Thanos uh, and his army. Howard the Duck is visible holding a giant fucking space rifle um, in the lower right-hand corner of one sweeping shot. Like, he's there. Uh, He's also voiced by Seth Green. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, like, to, to, to have those perspectives on those two movies, like Endgame being the big fun, like this is like, it's almost like this is the dessert of the MCU. Yeah. Um, and, and Infinity War was like, all right, this is this is what everybody's been waiting for. Um, so, whew, man, yeah. Fucking I wild. wanted to do this. We'll go ahead and wrap up um, because the overall consensus, um, people who are turbo nerds like me, Rambo and MC, um, fucking loved WandaVision. Uh, those who have not, really delved into the MCU um, much can watch it and enjoy the shit out of it. Just like Mariah. What I want to end on here is Mariah, we're not asking that you do this, but if you were interested in doing this and watching some of these movies, what I wanted to do is go round table real quick and each of us give you one, like, Hey, this is one you should watch because it's really fucking good. And you don't need to watch a whole bunch of the other ones. Um, as yes, far please. as the, the Marvel movies, I would say, Honestly, like my favorite is Captain America because it's Captain America, the um, the first, first Avenger. Avenger. Yes, Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, it's set in the 1940s and you get the whole backstory of Captain America. And it's just I love that era. I love that like golden age of Hollywood slash like that that time period. I just absolutely love it. And the movie's just got a great message, and like it's it's just awesome. And you get to see uh, Chris Evans duking it out with Hugo Weaving, because Hugo Weaving plays um, this character called Red Skull, which is basically like um, imagine Hitler only worse. If Hitler had superpowers, like was super strong, that's that's Red Skull. Um, it, it's just a really 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 good movie, and I think you would really enjoy it. And I think and it's technically in in like. Timeline-wise, it's the first Marvel movie. It wasn't the first one made, but it would be the first one that happened in their timeline. You watched and in a chronological order. Chronological yeah. order. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Nice. That's the one that I would recommend you start with. And uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. MC. I will. I, I will follow that up with uh, the sequel to Captain America: <laughs> The Winter Soldier, <laughs> which is arguably which is arguably the best movie in the entire MCU. If not the best movie, then it's at, it's at least like top three, top four even, because it's, it's a great film from start to finish. And it introduces um, this really significant character, uh, Bucky, who is Cap's best friend, which kind of 
leads him down the arc that you ultimately get the payoff from at the very end of uh, of Endgame. Um, cool. Yeah, but w- Winter Soldier is great. It, it it has one of the best action scenes. You'll one of the best fight scenes you'll ever see, which, which is the elevator scene. Like oh if you, if you if you if you if you will enjoy nothing from that movie, you will enjoy the elevator scene. That entire scene is wonderful, and and there's also a wonderful um, homage to it in Endgame. I'll say. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Rambo, what would you say is is um, required reading, so to speak, for uh, <laughs> for Miss Beachboard when it comes to the uh, her introduction to the MCU? Mariah, do you like more of a funny movie or more of an action movie? Yes. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, <laughs> I am between two. I am going to opt for the more obscure and say you should watch Ant-Man. Yes. Oh, you will fucking love Ant-Man. Yes. Ant-Man what? is a movie that that very well stands on its own. It is, it is 100% uh, uh, it's tied to the MCU, but it's not steeped in the MCU, if that makes sense. Um, you don't really need any prior knowledge of anything. It's one of the, it's it's a great example of what happens when um, continuity is present but not required. Yeah. Like if you know certain things, that there's there's a bunch of references to stuff. If you don't, that's fine, and it will in no way impede your viewing of it. Almost um, exactly like WandaVision. Very much so. Which is funny because I would have said there's like two or three movies you probably should watch before WandaVision. Like a, a buddy of mine was was talking about, uh, an old roommate of mine was talking about how like, all right, I'm going to watch this show. And I messaged him. I was like, so what of the MCU have you watched? And he's like, ah, like one movie. I'm like, oh, well... Uh, <laughs> there are going to be some real specific things that are not, that won't quite mesh for you. Um, if you'd like, I will make you a brief list. Um, and that brief list is brief when compared to the entirety of the MCU, but consisted of six movies. Um, <laughs> two of which are the longest in the MCU period. Um, but yeah, no, Ant-Man is a lot of fun. It's a light uh, 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 like silly uh, comedy action movie um, about uh, a heist in miniature, um, and they do some. There's a fight scene between the the protagonist and the antagonist um, where they are both, you know, like an inch tall. So, in like in t- to them, there's a train barreling down on them. It's a Thomas the Tank Engine toy. Oh, nice! <laughs> and one of them like swats it away, and then it, and the camera cuts to actual size, and it's just the toy falling over. Um, so there's lots of things like that, and the second one does even more of that than the first one does. And if you're um, a fan of Paul Rudd, it's just oh, Paul 100%. Rudd. oh, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it also introduces um, oh, was it is it Luis? Who is his boy? What's his boy's name? Oh crap! Um, oh, um, Michael Pena. I can't remember his. Yeah, Michael name. Pena plays the plays the character. Um, but anyway, like he, he, a friend of a friend of Paul Rudd's character in the movie um, has a particular knack for storytelling, and they do this thing where he'll recount uh, um, like a, a, he'll, he'll he'll tell a story, and the camera will go through and have the actors act out the story as he's telling it. 
nice. mouthing the words that he's saying. So, so like drunk <laughs> history? Yes, exactly yes. like that. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like fun. Marvel it's drunk history, fun. yeah. It's very easy. To, it's very accessible. I think you'll dig it. Thank That's, you. Yeah. Um, I would say if we're going to throw anything else at her, um, Iron Man is a good one to start with because it was the first one. Um, it's directed by John Favreau. It's got Robert Downey Jr. being the Robert Downey Jr.ist he could. Basically, Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. Their their lives, the comic book character of Tony Stark and the real life person of Robert Downey Jr. mirror each other. Like they both have substance abuse issues. They both like have tried to clean their lives up. Like Iron Man is a great one to watch as well. It stands all by itself. And it was the first one they ever made too. So so Captain America, Winter Soldier, Ant-Man, and Iron Man. I would say if that if that doesn't pique your interest yeah. to the point where you're like, I got to see the rest of this shit, then, you know, hey, at least you gave it a shot. And, and <laughs> no, honestly, I would also, you can also throw in the, at least the first Avengers too, to at least see true. like the meeting, yeah. the meeting between Cap and Tony and uh and the rest of those guys i was gonna suggest a different movie but (laughs) (laughs) so you guys have gone from the the three i should watch to like six so let's just let's let's not over let's not overwhelm the lady okay (laughs) similar to what mike was saying if you watch the three that we suggested and you have no interest in watching any more of them then this is not for you Not, not yeah. like you don't you don't have like a burning desire to see the rest of them, but like if you watch Ant Man, Captain America, uh, and and Winter Soldier, and you're like, I'm good, then yep, you're good. You are <laughs> you are solid because um, those are probably the most overall accessible of the of those movies. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Absolutely. Of course, that's what that's what we're here for. That's what GGR is for. We want to be a place where anybody of any level of knowledge when it comes to geeky, nerdy stuff can learn about this stuff if they want to learn about it. We're never going to overwhelm you with this. We're never going to force this down your throat and say, oh, you have to. There's no pre-work involved with this. Okay, if you want to do it, it's, it's there. And we want to help be your guide instead of closing the gate on people who we feel are not worthy for these things. We want to be opening the gate and we want to make this accessible to everybody. So that's been our goal since the day, the day we started this whole podcast website endeavor. So we will continue to do that thing as long as we are doing these podcasts and writing these articles. I want to thank James Rambo. I want to thank MC Brooks. I want to thank our guest, Mariah Beachboard for coming on. Check us out, guys. GreatGeekRefuge.com. Lots of content there. Um, We're on every streaming service you can imagine. Amazon, um, Apple, on Spotify. Any of them that can share a podcast, you can get our stuff there. We appreciate you sharing our stuff. If you want to pick up a t-shirt, Teespring. Go to Teespring.com. Just type in GGR. Lots of great stuff there that you can pick up. All the proceeds when you buy a t-shirt, it goes to helping fund the website for another year of wonderful, fantastic content that we do. For all of us here at the Great Geek Refuge, again, my name is Mike Lunsford. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, 
for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Rags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.